And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, I'm going to take you to Disney World. I don't want to go to Disney World. I want to go to Disneyland. Fine, I'll take you to Disneyland. Sweet. But then when I pull up to the place where we're really going, it's a brand new school. How dare you? Well, how else was I supposed to get you in the car? (laughs) How else was I supposed to get you in the car? Uh, kidnap me? I don't know. <laughs> I know, but you know that's always the that's always the gag, though, isn't it? Like yeah. that that always seems to be the gag. Like you you uh, well, I I don't know how much. Well, I guess the kids, you know, when you're just like, oh, they want to go to the dentist, you're like, oh, we're gonna go to you know get ice cream. And then you yeah. take them to the dentist instead, or something weird. I I don't feel like our parents ever did that to us. No, I mean, I've heard of it happening. I guess, I, yeah, I don't know if our parents ever lied to us to get us to get in the car. No. And then took I think, us I think we were kind of afraid of our mom. Maybe. Like, as children, and then, I, I don't know, I've never heard, I don't think I've ever had any of my friends say they they were lied to to be, get in the car and then taken to someplace else. Yeah, no, no. But uh, Bart and Lisa apparently are extremely gullible. No, no, no. Lisa knew where she was going the first time. <laughs> yeah, the first time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bart, uh, Bart was just oblivious to everything. Correct. Well, no, no, no. Did Lisa know where they were going because Marge told him and Bart? Because when Bart arrived, he was like, he didn't know. He didn't. He was like military school. Why am I here? Yeah, Lisa didn't seem surprised to be there. I guess because, no. She was in the room when they were talking about it. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So yeah. let's let's <laughs> let's not get in too deep with our uh, our story here. Otherwise, <laughs> our listeners have you know no reason to continue continue yes. on with this episode. Correct. So uh, so this week. We're talking season eight, episode twenty-five, the season finale of season eight. So we made it. We made it yep. to the end. Next week we start season nine. So holy crap, we're almost uh one yeah. third of the way through The Simpsons. But maybe no. I, mean, I think no. it's a quarter. We we're after about a quarter. season nine will be about a quarter of the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> They just keep making more episodes, more seasons. Nothing can kill the Simpsons. Nope, never. But this episode, season 25, The Secret War of Lisa Simpson. I it's a weird season finale, especially after the the showcase episode where yeah. that was I mean, it the ending of that was like, "Oh, we're done with season 8. We'll yeah. see you in season 9." And it kind of makes sense cuz uh as we learn like in this episode, it's like, "Oh, it's like they're starting off the school year and yep. you know, they're, you know, Bart will end up, you know, going to a military school halfway through the season, you know, the, yeah. the semester basically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this aired May, tw- May 18th, 1997. The recap, a prank gets Bart sent to military school. Lisa joins too, but is intimidated by a physical test. <laughs> 
I uh, it's yes. the, yeah <laughs> the last like seven words of the recap um I mean yeah, it kind of makes me want to know what happened but at the same time that was only part of it yeah so eh, take it or leave it yeah so it's kind of funny because this is the season finale Yearly Smith returned to the series for the first time since In Marge We Trust. Yep. Well, she so, had remember. So they got to have her. They must have, you know, had her on. You know, they wanted her one more episode in the season, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's I a mean, weird. unless this was always the planned season finale, because it does kind of feel like a season finale, almost. But the way, again, we've talked, the way the last episode ended, so seemed like it was season finale so yeah really weird but uh no chalkboard gag this week we're gonna nope. we're gonna finish off the off the season with no chalkboard <laughs> gag yeah um bart gets in trouble enough in this episode he didn't need to yeah. go to the chalkboard um and the couch gag uh, another repeat the living room is upside down the family rushes in sits on the couch and falls to the ceiling and that's from lisa's date with density yeah now this is the third or the second time this has been re- repeated so the third time we've seen this one is it i believe so i think it's only the second time i feel like this one has been repeated three or not repeated three times but have been has been shown three times um it has been in if you're right it was also in brother from another series So it's been. This is the second time this, this couch gag's been repeated. So they they must just really like the Simpsons falling on their heads. Yeah, they're like, let's show this one again. Or it's an odd number, like it's twenty five episodes, so they didn't have an even number, so they had to pick it. Oh, maybe one more time. Yeah, let's go with that. That makes sense. Yeah. So this episode starts out with Edna Krabappel taking her class to the police station for a field trip. And she goes to, like, knock on the door. No one is there. <laughs> police stations. All- I don't think police stations ever close down. I think they're open 24-7. In Springfield, they, they close, though. Because wow. crime crime doesn't happen in the middle of the night. Oh, I guess it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we see Wiggum pulling up in his police car, and he parks on the sidewalk. <laughs> and he gets out shaving, and he's like, Man, it's getting harder and harder to get to the police station by 10 a.m. And he's got like a towel around his neck. And um, funny and enough, he... I, I used to work with a sports director who had a pension for showing up the very last second for his sports block. And he actually showed up for one of the, one of those shows running into the studio, shaving his face. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, have you ever have you ever been uh, late to work like drastic like that? I guess I guess William technically wasn't late. He was on time. Yeah, just he just wasn't ready for work yet. I I mean I have when I when I worked early mornings there were definitely like mornings where I had to scramble to get to work, but that's because I'm waking up at two a.m. Yeah, I guess I don't have to scramble to work anymore. I really no. don't. I, I mean, I could just show up to work literally whenever. I could show up at 8, mm. 8 a.m. I could show up at 9 a.m. I could show up at 9.13 a.m. 
I feel like as long as I don't show up at ten o'clock, uh-huh. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, I get to basically choose whenever I want to show up to work. Leaving on the other hand is a little bit trickier, but that's yeah. for a different day. <laughs> yeah. So and then to get into the police station, Wiggum gets a key from underneath the doormat to unlock <laughs> the station. So anybody could go in. They knew that there was a key there. I mean, what are you going to steal from the police station? Guns? Uh, no, those are locked up. Okay, sorry. It's the it's the Springfield <laughs> Police Department. So, um, uh, what are the bulletproof vests? Yeah, a police car. There's plenty of things to steal from a from a police station. I mean, that's the fastest way to get arrested is steal from the police station. True. Um, and so Wiggum's like, oh, we'll start the tour in a second. I just have to check my answering machine and there's 75 messages because <laughs> he hasn't been in. And when he's like, uh, can't anybody in this town take the law into their own hands? Uh, they're not supposed to. That's why you're there. Cause that's vigilantism, which is technically illegal. Yeah. But I feel like the only like criminals in Springfield at the present moment is snake. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe the bullies like Bernie yeah. Dolph. Nelson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't see much crime besides Snake happening in Springfield anyways, but yeah. these 75 messages? What the fuck happened overnight? Cat stuck in a tree. Oh, okay. Maybe. Dog stuck in a tree. <laughs> uh, and so, and then Wiggum just deletes all the messages. He's like, eh, I don't need to deal with this. So now, Wiggum opens a door and tells the kids to prepare to go into the museum and the kids are like, oh, man, a museum. Because museums are, you know, synonymous with education. And then Wiggum finishes a sentence of crime. And the kids cheer because it's crime. Did, did, you, ever, did you ever do a, a field trip to a police station? I don't think we ever did. I think we might have. No, I was going to say we might have done a fire station. But I don't think we even did that. I feel like I know we did a fire station. I don't think I ever did a fire station. Um, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool to go to a police station. Although, yeah. no, we did fingerprinting. Like we learned fingerprinting actually in school. I don't think we ever went to a. I think a police officer came to our school to do all the stuff. I, I remember learning about fingerprinting through Boy Scouts, and they definitely had a cop come to the meeting. Yeah, I don't think I've actually been to a police station for like a field trip or. No. Like a walkthrough. Like fire stations, I feel like, are better at having open houses. Like our one in Hopkins is having an open house. Mm. I feel Maybe like most, police stations I, are too dangerous. That, and I think kids like fire trucks more. Yeah, probably. Um, and so, uh, so, but I, I think this museum of crime that Wiggum is about to film <laughs> is uh, not what the kids expected. No, so, it wasn't what I expected yeah, either. No. So Wiggum tells the kids... That what is he? What, that what he is about to show them may shock and educate them. So it is <laughs> educational, maybe. Um, and he tells the kids to hold on to their values and look at the hippie. Uh, look at a hippie pot party. This is a mannequin <laughs> who's dressed up like a hippie, and uh, and then uh, Wiggum calls the mannequin Johnny Welfare. Oh my god. And he's like, he, uh, it's it's cool to play acid rock on a stolen guitar, but his old lady has a better idea. And so Wiggum turns on another light switch, and it's a lady mannequin holding a baby sandwich. It's yeah. like a baby mannequin in 
two pieces of bread, and the kids all gasp. <laughs> and the Wickham tells the kids that the lady mannequin has the quote unquote munchies for a California cheeseburger. Is that what they call a baby sandwich? A California cheeseburger? I don't know where that reference came from. Like, I know what a, like a California cheeseburger is not your average cheeseburger. It yeah. has mayo on it instead of ketchup and mustard. Okay. I don't know exactly why, but I don't know if, like, you know, she if, if that's a reference for something. Um, okay. So according to Urban Dictionary, a California cheeseburger, um... I don't know where this came from, but according to Urban Dictionary, it is a sandwich in which the main ingredient is a small baby, a favorite among <laughs> godless hippies. <laughs> no, is and, that really... and but here's the thing: whoever wrote this wrote it in 2005 and used this quote from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, I, 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 this isn't a Simpson invented thing, is it? I think it might be. It's gotta okay. be, right? Yeah. I I feel like it is. I I don't know. I honestly Well apparently there's a band now called California Cheeseburger and they have a song called Hippie Pot Party. <laughs> yeah. Might I'm have to check sure. might have to check that out. I'm pretty sure that the Simpsons uh started the California Cheeseburger. I think it yep. is. I think it is a uh, them thing. Um, All right, go Simpsons. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of cool. Sometimes sometimes they you know start things like dough and uh, cromulent uh, meh <laughs> meh. Uh, now we cut back to Lisa, who is at the <laughs> elementary school, and she's stuck in class watching a terrible video about sand. Yeah, the second graders got screwed on this one. Yeah, they did. That's I don't want to watch a movie on sand. Like normally, when we had movie day, it was a movie and it was awesome. Yeah, but I guess in science class we always watch like sciencey movies. Yeah, but this is elementary school. This is like second grade. Yeah, they should be watching good movies. Yeah. Um. So the movie ends. Miss Hoover turns on the lights, and she's like, "All right, kids, give me a second to put in another movie." And mind you. For anybody who's younger than probably, I would say 30, these are the film reels. I don't know when they exactly stopped using them, though. Yeah, we used them in, in uh, elementary school. I think yeah. we stopped in middle school. Yeah, we definitely had the VCRs grade. in middle school, I yeah. think. I can't oh, remember I th- watching anything on a reel in middle school. Yeah, I yeah, I think everything was VHS in middle school. Oh, we had laser, well, uh, our science teacher had Laserdisc in his classroom. Holy shit. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so Lisa likes, you know, she's like, she tells Miss Hoover, you know, she likes having a movie break, but she asks if they should be doing something a little more challenging. And who, and Miss Hoover's like, probably. And then she starts <laughs> the next movie. Because Miss Hoover doesn't want to work anymore. Correct. She's, I think she's over being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so this movie we watch is the 1952 monotone educational film Moon of Earth. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good title. 
And <laughs> and it's copyrighted 1952 by the U.S. Department of Moon. Because <laughs> back in 1952, everyone thought, you know, it was kind of like a, a Jetsons thing. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to be living on the moon at this time. Yeah. And uh, the movie starts, by 1964, experts say man will have established 12 colonies on the moon. Ideal for family vacations. <laughs> How sad uh, it is that we're not all living on the moon yet. Dude, you know how big the moon is? Not that big. No, it's not. But I feel like I, I feel like almost at this day and age with billionaires like taking yeah. spl- flights to space, I feel yeah. like moon travel might be I mean, look, we've all seen Futurama and there's yeah. a, a amusement park on the moon. It's terrible, but it's and there. It's it's terrible, but it's there. <laughs> and there's also a farmer that you could sleep with their robot daughters. So <laughs> when are no, we going? You're not supposed to. Don't be going sleeping <laughs> with my robot daughters. Yeah. I don't know. Crushinator, how? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, we all need to get to the moon. Come on. Yeah. Uh, maybe, but maybe before I die, I'll get to the moon. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. So we see a Earth Moon weight conversion chart that shows you the weight uh, you weigh less on the moon than on Earth, which it's is true. true. Yep. So it's, I mean, for a 1952 movie where we haven't been to the moon yet, yeah, it's. I, I guess it's science. I guess the science would be there to establish. Yeah, the gravity. You know, gra- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously you know the gravity pull between the the Earth and the moon is like equal enough that the moon obviously doesn't fall to Earth. Yep. So and uh, so then we see a fat kid eating pie, and the narrator tells him to slow down. We're not on the moon yet. <laughs> yeah, because you weigh less on the moon, so he's a fat yep. kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could see maybe people moving to the moon that are a little bit heavier, <laughs> just so they don't weigh as much. They, they but here's the thing: they still weigh. They're still <laughs> going to be big fat asses. Yes, they will be. <laughs> Um, then the movie ends and we see the real, you know, spinning around because the movie's over. Yeah. And Lisa asks uh, where Miss Hoover is. And the kids open the window shades. And JD points out that Mrs. Miss Hoover's car is gone. And Ralph says, maybe she drove to the moon. Oh, my God. Yes, Ralph. <laughs> she drove to the moon. And Look, this uh, is the kid who eats kitty litter. Yep. And uh, so Lisa goes to talk to Skinner because she's she's concerned. Yes. She is not getting the education she's not paying for because it's a public school. <laughs> Correct. Um, and, you know, uh, Lisa's like, it's not my nature to complain. <laughs> sure, Lisa. Uh, but so far today, we've seen, we've had three movies, two film strips, and an hour and a half of, quote unquote, magazine time. I just don't feel challenged. And Skinner's like, of course, we could make things more challenging, Lisa. But then the stupider students would be in here complaining, furrowing their brows in a vain attempt to understand the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but see, that's why that's why in our elementary school, it's kind of it was kind of weird because I feel like like gifted schools are are their own thing. But our elementary yeah. school had gifted side, non-gifted side. No, and I, I think, think it was. Or was no, Jefferson Jeff- just straight up middle? Oh, it was no. I'm sorry, it was McKinley. Yeah, McKinley. I apologize. Had gifted and I'm, yeah, 
Yes. Middle school so, was gifted and non-gifted. That's right. So so as soon as we graduated our elementary school, we went to our middle school. Yeah. And if we were in the gifted program in our in our uh, elementary school, we got put in the gifted program. Well, yeah. you you had to, you had to get into it. Like it wasn't a yeah. for sure thing, but it was always weird to me because I had very few friends in the non-gifted side. Yeah. And I was always like, well, what are you guys learning about that? <laughs> like it's, but maybe Springfield Elementary should do, do that. Like have. Then all it is, is Lisa and Martin Prince. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, Wiggum now we're back at the police station. Wiggum takes the kids into the communications room or as they call it, the calm room. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. And Wiggum shows the police radio and says it's the most important equipment in the comm room. Fair yes. Enough. Yes, it is, Wiggum. Good job. And he also points out that the officers like to put banana stickers on it. And Wiggum points out uh, Chiquita, Del Monte, Banana Co., <laughs> um, and the Gorilla's Choice. <laughs> and then there's, there's a few that Wiggum didn't point out, which was Mr. Ripe, Yellow Fellow, and Peel King. Now, the funny thing about that is those last three that I mentioned yeah. were clear as day. Yes. Yeah, they were. The the Chiquita Banana, Bananaco, Del Monte were all blurred out. You mean yeah. you could see the logo. You could yeah. tell what they were. Clearly, either they <laughs> did not get product placement money or advertising money to yes. do that. Is that how that works? Well, so they probably did it. They probably asked if they would get paid to show those logos and those companies are like, absolutely not. So they still, I mean, you can still show the logos. You're just not going to get paid for it. So they showed the logos, but didn't show the logos and didn't get free advertising. But the problem is they still get free advertising because Wiggum still said the names. Yeah. So I, 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 I never, know. I never knew that it worked. So if you make a movie and wanted to drink a can of Pepsi, you could show it without their permission. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's a great. I don't. I'm. I'm not in law for television and movies. Um, it would depend if no, if no soft drink company came to came to the studio and be like, hey, we want to be, we want to be the advertisers for this movie. Then you can probably show whatever the hell you want. But the problem arises to the fact that like. If you have a movie where there's heroes and villains and the villains are drinking Pepsi, oh. PepsiCo is going to come after you. Sure. I was just going to wonder that if you put a certain product <laughs> in a poor light, yes, the company would be like, well, I don't want to be associated with that trash. So, but normally nowadays when it comes to advertisement, I mean, it's most not that hard like, to get. Sure. Yeah. Mo most companies are going to be like, yeah, show. Cause I know, I know there's a thing with like, uh, Apple, where bad guys are not allowed to use Apple products. <laughs> really? I be I believe that's what it was. That's kind of funny. Don't quote me on it, but I I think that's what it was. That's so, why like, Captain yeah, America. That's why Captain America used a Nokia flip phone. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I know advertisers have certain like parameters of how their products can be used. Um, yeah. And it's funny too, sometimes this is so fucking blatant. 
Like it's just like a dot, like a couple Domino's boxes and a box of like box of Dunkin' Donuts and a couple Cokes, and it's all scattered on a table because it's product placement. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, Wiggum asks the kids to follow him to his chair, you know, so he can get off his feet for a few minutes. <laughs> He's been walking around nonstop for ten minutes. Yes. Um, and so Wiggum can be heard sitting down and saying that he won't be getting up soon. Yep, he's done. Uh, yeah. He's done for the day. Yeah. But uh, Bart stays behind in the com room because there's more to look at. They didn't yeah. show him the giant wall of megaphones. Yeah. Um, and this is hands down probably my favorite scene in the entire entire episode. And I'm about to be a Debbie Downer. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but but what's funny? What's funny is is this really does remind me of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when Charlie and his grandpa. Like hang back in the bubble, oh, the, yeah. the bubble room, yeah. Um, because you gotta. And yeah. uh, Bart takes one off the wall and like testing, testing, and then he puts a second megaphone in front of the first one and tests it, and you know it kind of reverberates and through the megaphone, and you know he looks at the megaphone, looks up, looks at the megaphone, looks at the wall, <laughs> looks at the megaphone, looks at the wall. Oh wait, I got an idea. Yeah, and then Bart sets up fifteen megaphones pointing out of a window, and says, "Testing into the first one." But before that, a little bee or a fly oh, buzzes in, yeah, buzzes in front of the microphone. And it, like, he shakes he everything. Shakes everything, and Bart's like, "Fuck yeah, it's gonna be awesome." <laughs> He's like, "Testing, testing," and then like everything sounds like a giant shockwave knocks Bart back, blowing up the window. And then uh, reverberates through the Tull Town. So here's the thing about this megaphone stunt. So it was later tested in real life at a baseball park. The results showed that contrary to what Bart did, the sound didn't actually grow louder as a result of the megaphones being connected to each other, but instead grew distorted due to a feedback loop. So that, because that's not how like, sound travels through megaphones it's it's just going to reverberate back um it was also tested here in north america and those results showed um that the the sounding grow louder as a result of the megaphones being connected to six they did 60 megaphones <laughs> and then it did break all the windows in north america so like no matter how many megaphones because it's not a loudness thing. You're you're just gonna say say it like you know how we're talking, and that's just how it's gonna travel. It's not gonna magnify the sound. Oh, even that's more. sad. Yeah, that's sad. Well, just like when Bart shook up Homer's beer, it didn't. It doesn't normally blow no. up a house. So no, it's it's fun. It's we'll fun. call it that. It's a it's a great it's a great you know little scene. It's just not based in any reality i just laugh so hard when it happens it's great yeah. and then so the sound rave you know breaks the glass in a pet shop and we hear some paris <laughs> repeating the word testing it's just so great yeah. and then the glass at frink's lab breaks allowing an octopus to get free and latch onto frink's face yeah that's also, fantastic and also for this megaphone stunt obviously they knew where they wanted to put Bart, so they had to figure out a way to get him there that's yeah. what they came up with. Oh, just a horrible prank. Yeah. Although the prank doesn't really work, but, you know. <laughs> um, 
So the sound waves uh, eventually reach the Simpsons house where Homer goes to the fridge to grab a beer <laughs> and the fridge is full of beer and the sound wave breaks all of Homer's beer bottles and all the other glass in the house and on the house because the windows, <laughs> the oven. Um, also to break glass, you need a really, really high pitched sound. And well, I don't I think mean, this a- would produce this. I don't know, a ringing, like a sound ringing, like a, even if it's just one megaphone and a microphone feedback, it's is not that not a high, it. that's not a high pitch enough it's, No, sound? it's not. Um, I know the, I think it was the Mythbusters, their B team tested sound. I think it was the Mythbusters. I don't remember what I saw it, but somebody tested sound breaking glass and it needs to be like super high pitched sure so i don't know what like does like what was it hertz yeah for uh i don't know what the hertz was for the sound but also the all the glass breaking is because the sound wave is big enough like kind of like a like a hurricane of sound almost yeah so now we see wiggum has come to the simpsons house and they all sit in the family room where homer's you know yelling at Bart because you know the, <laughs> the the sound is ringing in everybody's ears and he tells Bart he's in for a punishment of a lifetime and Lisa asks Wiggum when the ringing will stop and he's like I suspect within the next 10 to 15 seconds because you know Wiggum's <laughs> a fucking scientist he knows this yeah. <laughs> and so Marge yells out she certainly hopes so but as she yells that out the ringing stops so she yells oh like, that's oh. always that's always the worst yeah when, when you when well, you're shouting something and the music no. in the room stops Stop. and you're like oh <laughs> what like you say something and then like they only hear like the last few words and it just sounds really bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and then we see maggie taking pacifiers out of her ears because that's loud. great ba- babies yep. don't do well with loud noises nope um and so then march starts to talk about starts to talk to Bart about his punishment and Bart interrupts. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got to go to my room and think about what I did. Cause that's, you know, what the, what parents do yep. nowadays, yep. you know, but Homer is like, no, you don't get to go to your room. Your room is full <laughs> of toys. Go to the garage. Cause that's a better <laughs> place to send them. Well, Homer didn't think there was going to be toys for him. Now there's more destructive equipment in the garage. <laughs> But not uh, necessarily toys. You know, it's amazing that our mom never figured that out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because we had toys in her bedroom. And whenever we acted up, she didn't send us to a corner. She just sent us to our room where we had action figures. Now, granted, when I got in trouble and I was sent to my room as a kid, I would just read. Because I liked <laughs> reading as a kid. So Nerd! Like, um okay i'll read i mean i had toys i'd play with my my action figures too every once in a while but like that's not how you teach kids lessons yeah no you have to tell them what they did wrong and why it's wrong and then give them a punishment that is going to make them think oh i don't want to do that thing again so i don't get this punishment because sending your kid like to their room for an hour to think about what they did Okay, I'll go to my room. That's fine. Yep. Um, so Bart leaves the room and then Wiggum starts uh uh starts the conversation up 
And uh, Marge is like, I'll tell you, Chief, I just don't know what we're going to do with him. And Wiggum's like, you know, you do have options. For example, there are behavioral mod- behavior modifying drugs. How wedded are you to the Bart you know? And Homer's like, <laughs> not very. And as they're talking, Bart drives through the lawn, like past the window on a riding lawnmower. Yeah. Now, now I'm assuming what they meant by, you know, behavior modifying drugs was Adderall. ADD, you know, yeah. Adderall, you know. And what was, was like the, the, what was the drug in the episode they actually did take med, meds? Uh, oh, that's right, for Bart. Yeah. Um, it was definitely made up. Yeah. It wasn't a real, real drug. I don't but, uh, well, we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Yep. Um, and, but Marge's like, uh, no, no drugs. All Bart needs is a little discipline. Yeah, I highly doubt that, Marge. Yeah. I think discipline's gonna work. Um, so Wiggum suggests military school, because it set his brother straight. Um, and then Wiggum tells them that his brother owns and operates a famous cave. <laughs> I mean, I, we've been to a famous cave in Wisconsin. A famous Wisconsin cave, yes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people that run caves are very well off, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Marge uh, tells Wiggum she thinks he is right, and military school sounds like a good idea. And then as that happens, Bart drives the other way up past the house with the cops chasing him in a low-speed chase. Yeah, <laughs> very low speed. Like because it's illegal to drive a riding lawnmower down the street. Apparently, um, so now uh, all the Simpsons are in the car, and Bart runs out to the car and throws a suitcase in an empty trunk where the rest of the Simpsons wait for him. So they're in the car waiting. Yeah, how did Bart not notice there was nothing else in the trunk when he threw a suitcase in there? I because maybe he didn't think they were loaded yet. Yeah, but they were all in the car. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Bart gets in the car, and he's like, man, I can't believe we're finally going to Disneyland. And this is where he realizes that nobody has luggage, even <laughs> though it should have been in the trunk. And he asks where everybody else's luggage is, and then Homer just slams on the gas before Bart can figure it out. He's yep. like, no, we're gone. And as the Simpsons drive away, Edna and Seymour look on. They're like, I can't believe this day came. And they're drinking champagne, and Edna's like, you dream about this day for so long, then when it comes, you don't know what to say. And Skinner's like, Skinner's like, shh, shh, your tears say more than words ever could. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming they knew that Bart was Oh, absolutely. Well, they they probably had to tell the, the... the school that Bart was finishing out somewhere else, because they yeah. otherwise he's truant. Although yeah, I don't think Krabappel would really care if Bart didn't show up for school. No, but I wonder, um, are they still dating? Like, is that why they went together? I mean, they were across the street, which is weird because I didn't think I know where Skinner lived that close to the Simpsons. Everyone lives close. It's a small town. That, or they knew it was happening, so they just camped out front, and then apparently Bart didn't see them. Yeah. It's like, what are my principal and teacher doing across the street? <laughs> yeah, watching In lawn leave. chairs. Yeah. They're drinking. What's going on? So now we cut back to the car, where Bart was just told he was going to military school, because he liked gas, and he accuses Marge and Homer of lying to him. Which, you know, technically... 
Well, Homer apologizes to Barb if he heard Disneyland, <laughs> but I distinctly said military school. Yeah, because Disneyland and military school sounds so like. Uh, I, I I love when people do that. Yeah. It's like mac and cheese. I clearly said we're having broccoli for dinner. I don't know what you heard, little man. Yeah. I've pulled that on Elliot once in a while. What he's like, he you're, he's like, he's like, you're just joking. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. He, he knows I like to joke around and be the funny guy. I'm yeah. a funny dad. So he, he knows, but I love when he asks, like, you're just joking. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And there's some things that I'm just not joking. He just hasn't figured out my uh, serious my, uh, voice. My serious voice, yeah. Although my <laughs> serious voice is kind of joking too, but he hasn't he hasn't quite figured out when I'm telling the truth and when I'm lying. So he'll yeah. he'll get there. He'll get there. Maybe maybe never. It'd be nice if he never got there. Um, um, no, because you don't want your kid to grow up to be gullible. <laughs> yeah, because um, then pulling April Fool's pranks is going to be great. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the Simpsons arrive at Rummelwood, a tradition of heritage. Which, um, sure, because yeah. military schools have lots of heritage. Correct. And uh, the Simpsons pull up to the school, and then we get the next shot of them walking with uh, the Commandant, voiced by Willem Dafoe. Dude, which- I saw that, and I'm like... Hold up, what? And I like because I finished the episode. I didn't realize it was a guest voice actor. I thought it was like somebody, like one of the crew. And then I saw like in the book he was voiced by Willem Dafoe. I'm like, that wasn't Willem Dafoe. And I went back to this scene. I'm like, that's not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, it does not sound like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, really crazy. Like, it, it definitely doesn't... doesn't sound like an ordinary Simpson voice. But it does not sound like Willem Dafoe. No, not it. It really doesn't. I yeah. mean, it was early on, I guess, in his career, sort of like yeah. it. It wasn't like you know Spider Man, like Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing in '97 that he was famous enough to be on The Simpsons. Um, let's see here. Willem Dafoe. Uh, he, I mean, God, there's really nothing. F- oh, he was in Speed 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I bet it was because of the English patient. I think that was a pretty big movie. Uh, and Speed Cl- 2. <laughs> yeah. He was no, also- no, it was called The Boat That Couldn't Slow Down. Down. He was also in Clear and Present Danger, which I also believe was a pretty big movie for the 90s. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he did for TV. Uh, yeah. He was, oh yeah, he did, um, apparently he also has another voice credit in The Simpsons in 2014. Oh, nice. So we'll but, get to that uh, in several years. So yeah, um, he uh, yeah. I don't know what he was doing. That they were like, "Hey, Willem Dafoe, come on and do this part." Yeah, and so it's funny. So there was a few people, you know, that, that wrote uh, some unofficial Simpson books. Yeah, uh, they disliked this episode, and they wrote that it was quote unquote very dull, and that Dafoe was not well, not used well. 
But, however, Defoe is one of uh, showrunner Josh Weinstein's favorite guest stars. Interesting. And Ian Johnson argued Defoe's casting was quote-unquote rare and quote-unquote somewhat offbeat. I mean, it's kind of a weird character. But here's a a thing. Unless you, like, watch the credits, listen to the show very carefully, and knew who Willem Defoe was, sure. But as a kid watching this, not knowing who the Willem Defoe was... I just thought it like again, even rewatching it. I just thought it was a one of the other voice actors doing a different voice. Yeah, it definitely did not sound like him, which so is not, which is good. I mean, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like nowadays, yeah, you want to, you're like, oh yeah, that's that actor or that that's a, that actress. Like for this, it's a commandant. You need a stern voice, and Willem Dafoe has a stern voice. Yeah. So, um, and so uh, the. The next shot of them, obviously, walking with uh, the commandant, commandant, um, saying that how they plan to mold Bart into a productive member of society through an intensive program of push-ups and formation marches. That's basically basic training and and, uh, military school that set it to a T, I guess. And Marge is like, well, it certainly was nice of you to accept Bart in the middle of the semester. And commandant's like... Fortunately, we've had a couple of recent "quote unquote" freakouts, so that freed up a couple bunks. And Bart's like, "Freakouts?" I was like, "If uh, that happens, we uh, where are we still charged for the entire semester?" <laughs> I'm assuming yes, and I'm also wondering where the hell do they get money to send Bart to military school? Um, uh, maybe the town paid for it because of all the damage he caused. They're like, "We need him out of here." Sure, but wouldn't they? Wouldn't the Simpsons also have to pay for the damages of the city, or maybe it was Wiggum's fault because Wiggum let Bart <laughs> touch the megaphones? Oh, it's definitely Wiggum's fault. Um, also, the Simpsons have money. I don't know how, but they have it. They don't have enough. Uh, they, they got could've... screwed out. Of, they got screwed out of the old man and the Lisa one. Yeah, yeah, they did. Maybe that's why Bart's acting out. Yeah, he's pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so the family sees a group of cadets lined up in formation and uh, at least like, look how disciplined they are. They're just like the terracotta warriors of Zion. And Homer's like, they sure are. <laughs> like he knows yeah. who they are. Yeah. And he picks up a handful of rocks and throws them at the cadets. As the rocks hit the cadets, they yell and jump in pain. And Homer's like, that's not so disciplined. And the commandant's like, they're just children, Mr. Simpson. I guess. <laughs> God, what uh, are you teaching these kids? Oh, Nothing. Man. Not to be hit by rocks, that's right. And so the Simpsons stop at a classroom on their tour, and uh, Cadet Larson's like, truth is beauty! Beauty is truth, sir! And he's like, oh, they're <laughs> discussing poetry. Oh, we never do that at my school. And parts like, or sorry, the teacher's like, but the truth can be harsh and disturbing. How could that be considered beautiful? Mars like, well, they sure sucked that the fun out of that poem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Military school sucks the fun out of everything. Yeah. Although hazing, uh, although hazing still exists at this military school, which is kind of yes. kind of cool. Okay, maybe not cool. Yeah. Hazing's been banned uh, very recently at uh, colleges and such. Correct. Um. 
And then the Simpsons walk to the car, but Bart clings to Homer's leg. And he's like, please, Dad, don't make me stay. Dad, I'll do anything you say. I'll find religion. I'll be good sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's great. Sometimes. So, by the way, originally, a script written in the first few years of the show was supposed to send Bart to military school. That script, however, never worked out and was thrown away. Oh, really? Yep. Which makes sense in the early years. I could see them trying to want to send Bart to military school and just they couldn't figure out how to do it. And then yeah. I got different writers and these writers were like, oh, well, let's do an unrealistic prank. Yeah, right. I mean, they could have done I mean, in reality, they could have done any very heavily damaging town prank yeah, they to do it. But this was funnier. Yeah. Um, and Homer tells Bart to let go of his leg and says, for the last time, Bart, you're staying at military school. And Lisa's like, I'm staying too. And the family casts. And Lisa says, the school has everything she's ever wanted. Although it's <laughs> funny, I, I think she was just so laser focused on the discussion in the classroom. Yes. That she just completely ignored everything else that was going on at this military school. Well, she saw the cadets lined up in formation. I know, but I mean, she has to know that they're be doing, be doing push-ups and exercise. Maybe she wasn't necessarily afraid of that. I mean, I don't she's, know. Set, she's an eight-year-old. She's probably not thinking. Maybe. And the fact that she didn't see a single girl in yeah. the entire campus didn't clue her in. But yeah. obviously that was the whole women aren't, you know, allowed in the yes. military sort of deal. So correct. I could see how in 97 that was normal at the time. Yes. Um, and Marge tells Lisa no, and that the school is just a jail for children. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Bart says, no jail can hold me. And he runs off. And just stop by the MPs. Come <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. They drive yeah, him they back. Yeah, they stopped him. Yeah, they yeah. drive him back and he's sad. Yep. And the commandant meets with the Simpsons and he wants to make sure that he has everything straight and asks Lisa, it's like, hey, you're a girl. And Lisa's like, yes. I don't understand the situation. <laughs> and then he asks her again if she's a girl. <laughs> All right, let's go over this one more time. Just to make sure I understand the situation. You're a Girl, I think yeah. he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least, like, all I want is a chance to prove myself. And the cabinet's like, hmm, in our 185 years, we have never had a female cadet. Hmm, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing these days. After all, we have female singers, female motorists. Oh, welcome aboard. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Oh, man. That's one line that would never fly today. Um, I think it would, because I think it's... I think it would be changed. I don't think those would be the exact wording. Because remember, this is the late 90s, so I think it works for that generation. For our yeah. generation, they'd probably be like, oh, yeah, we have females doing this, and we have females doing that. Okay, you're you're welcome to do this, because, you know, why not? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the commandant, uh, you know, and Lisa, you know, salute. They're like, all right, welcome aboard. And, uh, 
Marge's like, Lisa, if you ever want to quit and come home, I'll be here at half a jiff. And Bart's like, I want to quit and come home. I want to quit and come home. <laughs> and Bart's like, oh, honey, I heard you the first time. <laughs> yeah, Bart's not allowed to quit and come home. No. And uh, Marge and Homer uh, leave Lisa and Bart. And Lisa's happy. And Bart is sad. Yeah. I feel like he should be more pissed than sad. I don't know if that's the right emotion. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'd be sad if I was left at military school because I was a crappy kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Commandant uh, take Bart and Lisa to their barracks. And uh, not the to com- their barracks. One of the barracks. One of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be Lisa's barracks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Commandant, you know, walks in. He's like, gentlemen, we have a girl cadet amongst our ranks. So we're going to have to make a few changes. First of all, Franklin... You're no longer the girliest cadet here. <laughs> Franklin's like, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> and obviously, I'm I'm assuming that was a crack at gay military. Men. Yeah, that's the don't ask, don't tell. Yep. And uh, Commandant's like, second, this is now the girls' barracks. So pack your things. You're moving in with Company L. And Cadet Larson's like, Company L? But they smell. Yes, we've all heard the chant. Now fall out! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think I just got that that rhymed. I did not even put two and two together. I thought he was just saying that the group smelled, but Company L and they smell, yeah. Makes sense. Good job. Good job rhyming. Yes. And the cadets walk out of the barracks and Lisa apologizes to them. Like, it was, I guess it was her fault, but... yeah. I mean, I I feel like they could have done something differently, like put her in a broom closet or something. But yeah. giving her a whole barracks seems kind of outrageous. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they say they'll be they'll be friends, and uh, talks about you know getting off on the wrong foot because clearly she did. Yeah. And then one of the cadets, cadet, uh, one of the cadets can't believe they let a girl in, and another cadet says they will drive her out of the academy. And says, that's why God created hazing. <laughs> yeah, hazing doesn't exist in much anymore. I'm, I'm sure it does uh, to a degree. Kids, I'm, I'm sure kids still get hazed. Uh, oh, I'm sure. It's, it's just more, it's not done more publicly. Well, publicly and probably not against the law. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at like hazing from like the 60s and 70s, that shit was like, you can oh, be arrested yeah. for some of that shit. Yeah. This these days I'm sure it's just practical jokes and I don't know, man. Yet. I've heard some, maybe I don't know. I've heard horror stories out of goddamn fraternities still. Too much drinking and making them drink and Yeah, my my fraternity that I was in, you know, it was I mean 20, 2003, 2004, they had a no hazing policy. I mean, they yeah. was harsh like our fraternity definitely had that yeah there were also there were definitely other fraternities on campus that still hazed yeah. but i think by now it's at least at the university of minnesota it's pretty much abolished good it might happen but probably not as much as you would think um and so we see the cadets in raincoats stand around bart and lisa who are doing push-ups in the rain and uh cadet larson's like what's the matter don't girls like doing push-ups in the mud? It's like, is there any answer that I can give that won't result in more push-ups? And the cadets huddle around, and Cadet Platt's like, no. 
<laughs> now, is the only reason they're hazing Bart is because one, he's new. Yeah. But are they hazing him because he's Lisa's sister as well? You mean Lisa's or brother? Just because, or, or Lisa's brother or yes. just because he's new? Uh, probably uh, by association. Oh, okay. And then we see uh, next day, Bart and Lisa are using toothbrushes to clean off the statue. And uh, the plaque on the statue says, I'll die before I surrender, Tim. <laughs> and it also happens to be the school motto. Or <laughs> uh, it's like, who's Tim? And Lisa says, uh, Tim was someone who was with the general moments before he was shot in the head. Oh my god. And uh, Bart's like, cleaning graffiti off a statue makes a mockery of everything I stand for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's usually, he's usually tagging things. Yeah. Uh, Bart says he doesn't think he can survive uh, at military school, and Lisa reminds him that this is how they want him to feel. Yeah, because, you know, you, they want to degrade you and make you feel like you don't belong and quit. And if yep. you, which is, I, I think it's counterintuitive, and that also leads to freaking trauma that kids don't need to deal with. Um, but Lisa reminds him that this is, oh, I already said that. Um, so Lisa tells Bart to hang in there, and eventually he will be accepted. Um, yeah, eventually he will be accepted. Uh, a cadet comes by and tells Lisa and Bart to get, get to work. And he wants to see his face in the horse's ass. That was a <laughs> clever line. Cause he is a horse's yep. ass. Um, yep. So now the cadets have tied uh, Bart and Lisa to some plane propellers. And the head cadet wants to see how Lisa and Bart are doing. Cause you know, they put them up there and they're spinning and they, they, they cut the engine and uh, the cadets, the, Cadet asks the other cadets um, if, oh, the cadet asks if they have have had enough, Bart and Lisa, and another cadet asks the other cadets if the of this if this lily maggot has passed the test while pointing at Bart, and yep. the cadets cheer and they take Bart off the propeller and carry him off and leave Lisa behind. Um, also, um. The uh, rotors of the plane that Bart and Lisa were put on is from a Boeing B-29 Super Fortress, which was the plane that bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, that uh, seems very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Not, I mean, yeah. I feel like if Bart and Lisa survived, I feel like they'd be vomiting yeah. and not oh, yeah. walking straight. Yeah, no, they'd probably be dead. Or dead, that too, yeah. yes. Um, so now... We're at the firing range and uh, with Bart and the instructor hands uh, Bart a mini rocket launcher because since you attended public school, I'm going to assume oh that you're already proficient with small arms. Oh so we'll my start God. you off with something a little more advanced. Jesus. That's, oh my God. That's a little, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a little close <laughs> to home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Public schools depending on where they're at, not the greatest. Uh, so Bart uh, has six rounds in the rocket launcher and he shoots, or I'm sorry, he has five shots in the rocket launcher and he shoots all of them off and he only hits four of his targets on the range. And the instructor's yeah. like, I'm impressed, but you missed a target. Bart's like, did I? Did <laughs> I miss a target? And we go to the next shot where Skinner is standing where his car should be with the car, with the the key to his car in his hand, and he's got like dust all over him and suit because because Bart blew up his car with the rocket. 
That is yep. an excellent shot. How? What is the range on that mini rocket launcher? Because they got to be far away from a from the, the elementary school, right? I mean, it, I mean, it did seem kind of far. I mean, you saw the the thing yeah. like swirl over the hills. Yeah. I mean, it could be close. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. And uh, and then Nelson uh, laughs at Skinner. He's like, ha ha. Yep. Um, so now, uh, now we're back at the the, the firing range. And uh, one of the cadets tells Bart he is a natural-born soldier. And he's like, unfortunately, it doesn't run in the family. And points <laughs> at Lisa, who has an automatic, not an automatic, she has an assault rifle, basically. And an it's automatic just, assault yeah, rifle, yeah. Yeah, and it's just firing around. She's like, somebody help me turn this thing off. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone would be dead. Yeah. Those, those bullets are definitely... Uh, <laughs> Unless uh, she just got 100% lucky that not a single bullet shot anyone. Yeah. And so the kids, uh, including Bart, run off without helping Lisa because they're like, we're not going near that gun. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And eventually she runs out of bullets and the instructor (laughs) comes by and tells Lisa, it's like, here, use this whistle. And if there's a war, just blow into that whistle and I will come to help you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I think if there is a war, I don't think, uh, I, I think, I'm, I'm sure he's just being condescending with the oh, whistle. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so now Lisa calls home and she's like telling herself, I'm just calling home not to come home. Just calling yep. home not to come home. And so the Simpsons phone rings and Homer is too lazy to answer it. And he tries to get the dog to answer <laughs> it. He's like, he kicks him, kicks the dog off the couch. He's like, boy. Answer the phone, boy. And the dog just licks Homer and walks away. Yep. Because dogs don't know how to answer the phone. No. And Homer's like, he's like, he thinks the TV remote will shut off the phone. He's like, something on here has got to turn that thing off. And he like points the remote at it and clicks a couple buttons. And the phone stops ringing because Lisa hung up. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ah, that did it. Yeah. So now Lisa calls Abe from military school and... Um, the nurse answers and she's like, Oh, Simpson is for you. Lisa's like, Oh, grandpa, you're not busy. Are you? (laughs) Grandpa's like, well, you're really asking two questions there. The first one takes me back to 1934. Admiral Byrd had just reached the pole only hours ahead of the three stooges. (laughs) So, uh, the, the, that was the ISO show, I guess. Or just our USO, USO show. I have no idea. And then, like, we get, like, a dissolve, and Grandpa's still kind of talking, another dissolve. And now it's, like, nighttime out. Like, Lisa called during the day, and now it's night. And Grandpa is talking, and he's, you know, running out of things to say. And he's like, and that's everything that happened in my life right up up to the time I got this phone call. (laughs) Oh, Um, that's great. uh, Lisa's like, is there anything else you want to talk about? And Abe's like, well... I would just be repeating myself. Yeah, because clearly he's told uh, Lisa his entire life story. You know, because he Abe wore an says, onion on his belt, because that was the style at the time. Yeah. And Abe says, other people need to use the phone. And uh, Jasper and the other residents, like, refuse <laughs> to, like, talk, talk to, Lisa. to Lisa. Yeah, Like, yeah. at all. Yeah, Jasper's like, I already talked to her for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, bet bet uh, Jasper had to give his side of the story to something. Uh, Maybe he said, and so Lisa goes to, uh, or Lisa hangs up the phone and is sad, but walks by the mailroom to see that 
she has mail. Yeah. Usually is that stuff like delivered to the students? It's possible. Maybe they didn't have time to deliver it yet. And she just happened to walk by and see it was there. Yeah. And uh, Lisa goes to talk to Bart to tell him that uh, Bart sent them a cassette and wants to listen to it together. Yeah. That's just sweet. I don't think when we were at camp together, we ever no. got anything that was meant for both of us at the same time. No. I mean, I I went to camp two years by myself before you started going, I think, right? Yeah. Because I started like in it third was, grade. Was it a money thing or was it a baseball thing? I feel like because I it always was probably did baseball. a baseball thing. Yeah. Because I started in third yeah. grade and then I went for two years by myself. And then I think he went eighth ninth and tenth um so i went till i was 16 so you didn't do counselor and training did you i did not no so you're i wanted year to tech- but mom i i wanted to mom would let me what yeah why because i think you still had to pay for it and the temple wasn't gonna pay for like because i always got like a scholarship or whatever oh for like through through temple what grandma have just paid for us? Yeah, she might. She might have. She eh, maybe, but yeah, mom didn't want to pay for. Oh, because I did. That. I did counselor in training. Yeah. Well, no, so, you didn't have to do. You didn't have to pay to be a counselor in training because you got paid for it. Oh, that I don't know. Maybe it was baseball again or golf. Maybe, maybe it was had golf been, that time. It, it probably had to be one of those two. But uh, yeah. yeah, we. I mean, we always got separate letters, dude. They had to force me to write home. I know. Because I didn't I want to write, write home. Dad. Yeah, I wanted to have fun at camp. Yeah, I don't want to talk to my parents when I'm out, like, having fun. Yeah, this is a like, vacation. That's why I left. <laughs> yeah, it's a vacation. Like, they, they sent us away so they could have a vacation for themselves for a month. And so that we could be by, you know, make friends and do activities for a month by ourselves. I mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. they, they wanted to make sure we were alive. But, yeah, I, I struggled to uh, contact our parents while we were. Why we're at camp. Yep. So Lisa goes, uh, you know, to talk to him and Bart's like, it's not a good time because, you know, all the cadets are, you know, they're all having fun. Bart's finally one of the group. Yeah. And uh, the cadets ask Bart who he's talking to. And Lisa's like, you're talking to Lisa. You're talking to Lisa. It's like, I'm talking to no one yeah the wind i guess yeah and then the commandant tells the cadets that it's time for lights out and then the lights go out like as the yeah. kids were told <laughs> and then the commandant walks into a footlocker <laughs> and so turn back on the lights turn them on <laughs> all right turn them off that's funny Yo, uh, i've hit i've dude i've turned <laughs> off the light and railed my foot into like bed posts oh yeah small <laughs> step stools and yeah, don't ever. That's why I got smart lighting. So I can get uh, into my bed and press a button on my phone to turn off the light so I don't trip over <laughs> shit anymore. You know, I really should put the smart light bulbs in my bedroom. It's a good it's a good idea. Yeah. It really is. And so uh uh Lisa listens to the cassette all by herself and Marge reassures Lisa that it's okay to feel homesick, which it is. Yeah, when she is uh, so far from the people who love her, yeah, and Lisa says uh, it's not is not going to give up, and that solitude never hurt anyone. Emily Dickens lived alone, and she wrote the, some of the most beautiful poetry the world has ever known. 
Then she went crazy as a loon. In the loon. What? Yeah, Lisa says she went crazy in the loon, like the loony bin. No, you're crazy as a loon. No, no, no. Then you get sent to the loony bin. No, Lisa says then went crazy in the loon. I listened to that scene like five times. Really? Yeah. Because I was confused when she said it and I had to listen to it. But wouldn't you have to be committed first to an asylum? Because you're Looney Tunes? I think Emily Dickinson was already Looney Tunes. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Don't really know who she was. Well, I know she wrote poetry, but that's yeah. my extent of my knowledge of Emily Dickinson. Yeah. Um, And so Lisa rewinds the tape and listens to it again. And this time, don't we, we hear singing, uh, You're My Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bart looks, you know, from his barrack and... I guess he could hear the recording, I guess. Well, I think... Or either that or he was just upset that he yeah. turned down his sister. Yeah, I think he's just upset at this point. Yep. And so Bart goes to apologize to Lisa for not going with her the night before. You know, he didn't want the think the guys had gone soft. Yeah. He wanted them to think about that. And, uh, you know, Lisa says that she's tired of being an issue and thinks it'd be better if she just quits. And uh, Bart's like, but if you quit... It'd be like the expert knot tire quitting a knot tying contest right in the middle of tying a knot. And he's like, why'd you say that? I was like, I don't know. I was just looking at my shoelaces. Look, the point is, you're going to make it, Lise, and I'm going to stick by you. He's like, don't do that. Why should we both be outcasts? I was like, then I'll just stick by you in secret. Like a sock maker secretly working on top secret socks that... He's like, will you stop looking at your feet? (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's great. I like it. And uh, the Commandant, you know, has the cadets lined up. It tells them that it's been a great year and that they have developed great academic skills and killing skills. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's military military And this this right here just says to me, end of the school year, end of the season. So it's weird. So, like, this episode definitely feels like a season premiere of like season or should have been season nine. But like right here, it's the end of the year. It makes it okay. This is the season finale. Yeah. It's the end of the year. We got summer break. They're going to go to New York next episode. Right. They're going on summer vacation. No, that's not why they went to New York. Oh, okay. We'll find out next episode why they went to New York. Well, I know why they went to New York. Like, I know the right, reason behind it. Let's continue this. Okay. We're getting off topic. And uh, uh, Bart whispers to Lisa that uh, his killing teacher <laughs> says he's a natural. There's a killing teacher. I, I think that, I wonder if that's just the fire range instructor. Yeah. I don't I, I think Bart knows <laughs> what to call him, but yeah. he's the killing teacher. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the commandant continues to say that those skills are nothing without courage and stamina. And he tells the cadets that the Academy tested uh, tested those virtues by pitting them against one another in a two-day battle royale. The cadets gasp, and the Commandant says, That was prior to 1957. Thank you very much, State Supreme Court. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've heard about that, you know, where, like, military school actually does, like... Um, I know, I know it's a movie and everything, but in... What was major pain? 
they had like the the firing range races. They had like a contest between all Isn't the schools. Major Pain a comedy? Yes, but there was still I mean it was still a good movie. And there was like heart behind it. But that was the point. Like the the school that they were in did like uh I can't remember what they called them, but they were like, like a game like games between well, all there the, rival the military. What was it? Was it Child's Play Two where it was the military yep, school? Child's Play Two. And yep, Chucky and they replaces like... the paintballs with real real rounds. <laughs> yep, that was the other one I was getting to. That's a little <laughs> bit more violent. But yeah. once again though, two military schools having a like competition yeah with each other yeah, so paint, paintball competition yeah yeah but it's still a you know quote-unquote war you know yeah. learn learning your skills and everything yeah um so it's kind of funny that it was abolished here in 1957 but you know in other movies <laughs> in the 90s we kind of saw that that sort of practice still i kinda... feel like but here's the thing i feel like the two-day battle royale was more violent <laughs> maybe in 1957 yeah yeah Nowadays, you could probably get away with doing like a paintball type oh, thing, absolutely. or or like in Major Paint, it was just like a competition. It was yeah. tug of war. It was racing. It was shooting yeah. range, like accuracy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the cabinet says no cadet can receive a passing grade without passing this, and points to a rope extended across uh, two ladders, and he calls it the Eliminator. And the commandant describes. The Eliminator. Are you ready for it? Yep. You ready for this? That's a 150-foot hand-over-hand crawl across a 60-gauge hemp jute line with a blister factor of 12. The rope is suspended a full 40 feet above a solid British acre of old-growth Connecticut Valley thorn bushes. Gentlemen, welcome to Flavor Country. So they're smoking, too? While they're doing this? No. Because that's what they, you know, when smokers smoke, well, welcome to Flavor Country. Sure. Like slogan. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Lisa's like, this wasn't in the brochure. <laughs> Probably should have been. If that yeah. was replaced from the Battle Royale, I feel like that should have been in the in the yeah, brochure. Yeah, for sure. And so now Lisa sits alone eating lunch when Bart hands her a note and tells her to meet him at the Eliminator after lights out. And uh, there's a P.S., the cadets are planning to throw their meatballs at you. <laughs> Lisa picks up her lunch tray to block all the meatballs that are being thrown at her. Yeah. Damn, Bart telling her the meatballs are going to be thrown at her. He's but she's a, a vegetarian. He's yeah, a she's a vegetarian. Brother. She doesn't want to get beat up by meatballs. Maybe. And, or, uh, Lisa, or he just you know, didn't want her to get beat up regardless. <laughs> yeah. And so now we cut to nighttime. And uh, Lisa is trying to cross the Eliminator. Now, I... I get what they were doing here, but the animation is just not the best because we see her doing the thing. Yeah. And when she falls, Bart was able to like swing her away, but we see her physically falling. Like there's a shot of her falling. There is no rope connecting her to the line or her to anything for that matter. I wonder when they sent this off to the animators, they were like, Lisa falls from rope. And they didn't read That's ahead. That's my guess. Yeah, and right? they didn't read ahead to see. Oh, Bart swings her way safely on a rope, and then they forgot the rope as she fell. I feel like that's, that's... an animation error. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. 
that they but the funny thing is when we get to the actual eliminator thing there's no safety like i get it so it's just you're okay with kids dying apparently at the school yeah lisa not having a rope yeah that's probably a miscommunication yeah yeah and so uh um, lisa tells bart that she can't do it the elimin the eliminator because she isn't strong enough yeah it's fair um and Bart's like, I thought you came here looking for a challenge. Lisa's like, duh, <laughs> a challenge I could do. Which That's not a challenge. Because what is what is a hundred and fifty foot across that's that's I don't know, is how is that longer than a football field? No, because there's three feet in a, in a yard. yard. So and that's fifty feet. What? Or fifty yards. Oh, so it's oh, sorry, it's fifty yards. So it's half a football field. Yeah. Right, wait, is it three feet divided? Yeah, you're right. That's fifty. It's half a football. That's still a long way. <laughs> like I don't even think I don't think I could do that. No. Uh, um, and so now we see three of the cadets are out, and uh, they're talking, and they're like, "Man, sneaking in. Uh, that was great to sneak into town for some corn." Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't got good corn at the military military school. Apparently, I mean, I like some good corn, but I ain't gonna sneak out just to get some if it means getting in trouble. I mean, that better be the that that corn better give me a goddamn orgasm. <laughs> if it, it, it better be worth it, or or that corn better give me money after I'm done eating it. Like, it better do something for me. It just helps your tummy be full. Not really. Okay, maybe not. Um, and the cadets see Bart, and Bart had seen the cadets, and he quickly hoisted Lisa up. And uh, the cadets are like, "What are you doing out?" And Bart's like, "Nothing." <laughs> and the cadets are like, it "Doesn't look like nothing." And Bart's like, "Well, what are you doing out here?" And the cadets all kind of look at each other. Nothing. <laughs> And the cadets leave, and then Bart breathes a sigh of relief. But then he looks up, and Lisa is right next to a beehive. She's like, bees. 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 Uh, bees can be scary. Yeah, I don't like bees. Bees uh, are bad. I don't mind bees. Bumblebees are fine. I've been stung too many times by bees. I'm done. <laughs> uh, so now uh, we see the, the cadets are lined up, and the commandant tells the cadets that he has been informed that the state Supreme Court determined that forcing <laughs> the cadets to cross the Eliminator is a barbaric and malicious practice. And obviously, Lisa's really hear this. Um, and the Commandant says uh, that their class will be the last class subjected to crossing the Eliminator. <laughs> so, sucks to be Lisa again. Yep. He's like, now we're going to go in alphabetical order. Anderson! Uh, and so Anderson runs, he like screams as he's climbing the ladder, like trying to get all, you know, pumping with the adrenaline. And so, you know, finally, you know, now it's Bart, you know, Bart's turn, Simpson, Bart, and he crosses the eliminator and he's kind of like mumbling un- under his breath and the commandant, you know, he's impressed and he's like, good job, Simpson. Although that's more cursing than I like to hear from a cadet in peacetime. Yeah, <laughs> I dude, I would be swearing, man. I I would be dropping the f bombs, shits, every every word under the sun. I would probably be swearing. Hey, Bart had good. Bart had good reason yes. to swear. 
Um, and so he's like, last up, Simpson, Lisa. So apparently Simpson is the bottom name. Like there's no T's or nope. W's or nope. V Simpson. S. S I. Yeah. I mean it's not I mean, I guess I don't know how I mean, last names can be common with the first letter, but yeah. maybe I guess it's depending on how many people are in the class, I guess it's That's not necessarily fair. uncommon. That's fair. And so uh Lisa's obviously scared. And on the other side of the Eliminator, one of the cadets blows into a horn and plays taps. So now, you know, Lisa climbs the ladder and one of the cadets yells up to her asking if she is scared. Obviously. Of course she's scared. She's an eight-year-old girl. Yep. Which uh, is weird. Uh, yeah. Another thing I just realized. <laughs> they put her in a group of cadets that are at least 10 at least 10 yeah so is there not like k through 12 or k through 12 i mean i'm assuming a military i'm assuming a military school would be all the way through high school yeah right i don't know anybody anybody of our listeners have you ever been to a military school when you were in elementary school uh hit us up (laughs) Yeah, I just like to know because wouldn't Lisa be still in second grade in military school, regardless of what's yeah, going on? Correct. I feel like Lisa would still be in second grade. Yeah. So why is she hanging out with a bunch of and, uh, fourth graders? And the other, the other weird thing too is like they need to do this to graduate for military school. But yeah, that's the other. Like that's my. That's and also Bart, my point. I'm like, Bart is in the fourth grade. Yeah. Like, they don't need to do this every year to, like, pass, do they? No, but I would assume... Well, it's, it makes it seem like at the end of the episode, they're like, yay, we graduated! Wait, we still have school, and yeah. we're not coming back to military school, so we're going back to Springfield Elementary? What is, what's yeah, going it's on? it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, so, Lisa starts crossing the Eliminator, and she's about halfway-ish when the wind picks up. And yep. Bart, you know, gasps. He's like, oh my god. Uh, and Lisa wishes she was in Springfield because all of her friends would be cheering her on. And then she's like, wait <laughs> a second. I'm delirious. I don't have friends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think she has a couple. Ralph is her friend. Janie is her friend. Yeah, she's got a couple. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Lisa's hand slips off the rope, but she's able to hold onto the rope with her legs. And the other cadets start to cheer for her to fall because they're sadistic assholes at this yes, point. And uh, Bart finally steps up and starts to encourage Lisa so she can make it across. Like, you know, I believe in you. You can do it. However, one of the cadets tries to stop Bart from encouraging her by, like, trying to place his hand over Bart's mouth. But Bart shoves the cadet away. And Bart's like, Lisa, I believe in you. And uh, so Lisa... Because of Bart is able to cross the laminator and she makes it back onto solid ground. She's like, <laughs> you thought I could, but I could. I did. And I could do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you go down a water slide. It's like, let's do it again. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been on something so scary that after you did it, you're like, oh, this wasn't so bad. I'm going to do it again. And again. No, and again. I don't think so. Scary wise, no. Um, I do like a lot of roller coasters, even though 
Well, I never I did. Nervous. Well, I never did loop rides up yeah. until eighth grade. Well, even after eighth grade, God, when it was my, it was definitely after eighth grade. I don't think I it did must my have first been, loop ride until high school. Yeah, it must not have been high school. But all my friends, like when I when I went on our on our DC trip yeah. and we went to uh, oh, Bush Gardens. Gardens like a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, let's go on this ride," and it was like had loops in it. I made up some dumb excuse to not go on it. I get dizzy. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like I honestly don't remember. I don't think really but, any of my friends and I when we did our DC trip. I don't think we really went towards the loop de loops. Yeah. So, so like after I finally went on my first loop ride at uh, Six Flags. Yeah. Um, I was like. I don't know what I was ever so scared of. Didn't Iron Wolf have a loop in it? Yeah, Iron Wolf. But that wasn't my first. I actually hated that ride just because <laughs> the way it was, like, Killed. the way you stand up on yeah, it. Yeah, that's terrible. But Demon, Demon was my ride, uh, man. Demon was it. I rode that thing 13 times in a row once. The The only reason I don't necessarily like going on roller coasters, I mean, now that I'm older, my equilibrium, like, my balance gets a little off. Because I liked it Tower of Terror. That's not really Tower of Terror anymore. It's not branded that. But like, I got off of that ride, and, like, I was dizzy. And that's up and down. Yeah. Like, but I can, I can, I don't, I can't do spinny rides. But the reason I don't necessarily like roller coasters anymore is I wear glasses. Sure. And I'm afraid my glasses are going to fall off. And I, I like I could take them off and I could leave them at the front, but then I'm afraid I might lose them. And then I'm like, I usually wear, you know, cargo shorts. I'm like, oh, I could put it in the cargo pocket, but then I'm afraid they might break as the ride is going, even though it probably wouldn't. So like, yeah. I, I, it's more I'm afraid that my glasses are going to get lost or broken, and I kind of need those to see. <laughs> sure. Um. So uh, Bart, you know, hugs Lisa and says she did it. And tells her she can put her arms down. And I can't. My arms are stuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, like, going hand over hand, I'm sure your muscles kind of tense up. tense up tense up a little bit. But yeah. she did it. Good job. And so one of the other cadets tells Bart that they're going to make his life a living hell for the rest of the semester. And another cadet points out that the graduation's in three hours. <laughs> yeah, we got to go change. We got to go change for the ceremony. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And so the commandant gives his uh, graduation speech. He's like, the wars of the future will not be fought on a battlefield or at sea. They'll be fought in space or possibly on top of a very tall mountain. <laughs> in either case, most of the actual fighting will be done by small robots. And as you go forth today, remember always, your duty is clear to build and maintain those robots. Thank you. You know, he's not necessarily wrong about the small robots. Not today. Not drones, today's drones, army. Drones. Drones. Yep. They're technically robots because we have to control them. So they're robots. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the day that we have like, well, look, AI is already taken off. We got ChatGPT. We got like AI photographs. We got yeah. AI, a lot of shit. Yeah. Pretty soon. Guarantee you pretty soon someone well, okay. Actually in New York, it looks like a piece of shit. Oh, the police in, robot? The police robot yeah. in New York City. Yeah. That that looks like R2D2 on crack or something. By the way, that thing's but, gonna get destroyed within the first week. It's operational. Yes. But but to they're they're building robots. Yeah. 
with with I'm assuming some sort of AI functionality. Yeah. Just wait. We are probably like 10 years away from Skynet. They're going to build robot robot army that's going to be doing all of our war stuff and they're going to turn on us in a heartbeat. I here's the thing with AI, unless it has to become sentient for that to happen and most yeah. and most AI programming is in a close I think it's in like a closed circuit loop. Like you can type and ask it for things. And like, yeah, I can search the internet, but I think it's still kind of like heavily monitored where it's like, sure. it's like, oh, this is wrong. We have to like, I don't think we're at the potential right now for AI to take over is what I'm saying. That's what the robots want you to think. And I, for one, welcome our AI over uh, robot <laughs> overlords. Sure. And so Homer and Marge, you know, pick up the kids. And Homer shyly asks Bart if he remembered to return all the guns. And Bart's like, sir, yes, sir. It's weird. Like, at this point, Bart's finally, like, trained, I guess you would say. But, like, I love through the entire episode, there's no, like, (laughs) training. Nothing. There's no training. Like, when did Bart learn how to do this? I don't know. Well, we don't know how long he was there. That, too. I, I would say... Half of the first semester and all of second semester. Um, I because th- no, because it was the middle of the semester. Well, all they said was mid- middle of the semester. They didn't say first or second semester. That's fair. So, but maybe it was second to second, uh, second half of second semester. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Um, and uh, Bart says I've been trained in uh, six additionally way- additional ways of unarmed combat. <laughs> He doesn't need the guns. He can just kill you any other way. Yeah. And uh, uh, Marge and Homer are a little scared of Bart now. It's their fault. They sent him yeah. to military school. Yeah. And Marge asks Bart, uh, says Bart certainly has more confidence. And Homer says, yeah, sure. Boy needs to have more confidence. <laughs> well, I don't think that's what he needs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lisa looks at the statue that uh, her and Bart cleaned earlier. And the Commandant presents Lisa with a medal. And it's for uh, satisfactory completion of the second grade. So she completed the second grade. Yes. So why was there a graduation? Or is that just how military schools work? Ah, maybe it's just how military schools work. I mean, shit, these days kids have like graduations for every grade. I don't know. Okay, so going back to uh, the Simpsons cars. So when Bart and Lisa graduate... They leave in the orange station wagon. However, on the road, it is the pink sedan. However, when it turns out Homer and Marge were taking them to the place we'll get to, it is the orange station wagon again. Shit. They did not know which car they drove. <laughs> and so Homer tells the kids that him and Marge are so proud of them for finishing military school, but they didn't. They just finished the grade that they were in. Wouldn't they yeah. come back for more I, military school? Oh man, it hurts my. I don't brain. know how this works. Okay, and that they wanted to take them to Disneyland for real, and then the kids cheer and they get out of the car, only to see that they've both been fooled again, and they're going to the dentist. That's a dick move. I know. That's a dick fucking, move. Fucking assholes. That's uh, what the Simpsons are. Yeah. Um. 
this 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 certainly was an episode oh a season finale it was the season finale for sure um it's not a bad episode it's the story i mean it's the storyline is there i i get what they were going for um I, I I've never been to military school, so I don't know what it's like. So I mean, maybe they do a graduation for every fucking year you complete. Um, I I like the megaphone prank, but I, I'm gonna pull a Frank Grimes here and say it's not you know it's not based in reality. Um, so there's there's that. I I don't know. It's just. It's just so it's an up and down episode. There's definitely some funny parts, but I I just I'm just gonna go three. Don't have a cowman. I just I don't know how to grade this episode. All right, well I'm gonna go four um sprinkles. I love this episode despite the fact that I don't like the ending. As they Lisa graduating second grade and Bart graduating apparently fourth grade, and then they never go back to military school again because that's not how that works. I get unless I, unless Bart maybe me okay to be fair maybe let's put it in perspective like send Bart to military school for one se- semester I guess yeah. or one year see how he does yeah clearly he didn't learn anything after he says sir yes sir they go back home yeah. and. Bart goes back to normal in yes. the next episode. So uh, maybe they should have continued his life at military school. I yeah. mean, look, nine years. Okay. Sorry. Eight years in, right? Yeah. yeah. Eight years of the Simpsons. Maybe it wouldn't be bad to start something different. Like, Hey, Bart and Lisa are at military school. Maybe for another season. Maybe. I don't know. Not, I don't know. The thing, here's the thing. The Simpsons aren't, um, they they don't do they do episode to episode. It's not like a whole overarching like story. It's I, just, yeah, it's just no, no, a, no. But but their school could be either hey, a military school now I, instead they, of Springfield Elementary. But that would kind of take away like every other yes. character that the Simpson has. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, but no, I I do love this episode. I love the megaphone prank. I like Wiggum. Um, the heartfelt, you know, Bart Lisa thing at the end is always great. I love yeah. when those two, you know, kind of work together and, you know, become one. Um, and you know, that they solve their problems together, which is really yeah. nice. And then the moon, the moon movie was fantastic. That like, I liked, uh, how our future looks as yeah. of 1952, um, 1960, I think they said by 1964 would be on the moon. So we're off by a, by a few uh, 70 years, but yeah, we'll get there. But no, I, I love this as a, as a season finale. It definitely works. Um, I mean, last episode could have been the season finale Correct. too, but, but they, they did. Okay. End of the school year. That's it. It's done. Let's move on. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening to eight seasons of the Simpsons in a podcast. We're, uh, we're moving right along next week with uh, season uh, nine, episode yeah. one. It's going to be fantastic. But before we get that far, let's finish it off. This episode off with our character profile, and this week we have Commandant. 
I just like when is anyone ever getting a name? Never. I mean, I mean, ever. I mean, well, I guess we had Frank Grimes. He's got a name. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Sparkle got a name, but there was Hippie before that. There was Sandwich Delivery Guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there was Math Magician. He didn't even get a name. Yeah. But uh, nope, not a name. Just Commandant. And uh, I, I would hate to be Willem Dafoe. Like, that would seem like such a dick move. Here, Willem Dafoe, here's your script. Who am I? Commandant. Commandant what? What's your last name? Uh, I don't know. Commandant Dafoe. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, his occupation, headman. Rommel, Rommel Wood Military Academy. So not Dean or, like, headman? Well, That's a title? Well, Commandant is like the head. But his know. occupation is head man. Oh no! I don't think that's like a title. Military? I don't think that's a real military term. Commandant? No, head man. Oh, I don't know, man. That's weird. Uh, bearing rigid, very very rigid. Uh, attitude sexist and no nonsense <laughs> in the proper military way. I like it. And uh, believes a military academy is for boys and men, not girls. So here's the thing. The, yeah. Di- the, the, the dictionary. Um, God, why can't I think of what, what's the thing when it describes an addiction? Definition. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, my brain. The definition of a, co- a commandant is an officer in charge of a particular force or institution. So headman oh. makes sense. Okay, it just seems like a weird term. Like, why wouldn't he be called, like, the Dean or... Because he's the Commandant. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, Willem Dafoe did a great job. Congratulations to him for being on The Simpsons. Um, And yeah, so uh, come check us out um, on all our podcasting platforms. Uh, Next uh, season starts next week. We have a giveaway um, for that episode. So make sure to stay tuned for that. I'm excited to show you guys what it is. Um, We'll have a full week with that episode and we'll do a giveaway. Um, So stay tuned for that. Um, If you guys listen to us on Spotify, make sure to follow us on there. Guys, listen to us on Apple. Make sure to follow us and give us a rate and review. Um, If you guys would like to review us, give us a review um, any other way. You can email us. uh, The Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. Or give us a phone call, 612-584-0986. Listen to our voicemail message by Jaden LeBron and leave us a voicemail message. Um, We're on YouTube, YouTube Music. We're pretty much everywhere you can listen to our podcast. On social media, The Simpsons Did It Pod. And threads at The Simpsons Did It Pod as well. So, until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It.